Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We got some little off the radar here, as we always do on Tuesdays and Thursdays at around 445 Central Time. And for those who maybe are just joining us for the first time, just a grab bag of stories is what we typically take a look at here in this segment. It just depends on kind of the news cycle of what all's going on. Sometimes we'll have a lot of college football if it's interesting enough and sometimes have very little to none of it. But I did want to at least pass along here that uh, we've been talking about this, but the Jeff Grimes official is uh, the Jeff Grimes hire is Twitter official. Uh, Kansas has put out a graphic here in the last hour. Welcome to Kansas, Jeff Grimes, Rock Chalk, and a link to the uh, story and write-up for him. Also a tweet from Jeff Grimes uh, talking about how he and his family are thrilled to join the Kansas football program and admired it for a long time. So we got to cover him the last uh, three years, I guess that was, here in Waco. And I just want to say one final time, good luck to Jeff Grimes. Uh, Absolutely. But I think it's going to be a great fit for him. I really do. I think that that's, you know, you already have a program who's familiar with what you do, very good at what you do, built for what you do. And uh, that's going to play really well, I think, for uh, for the Grimes family and, and for Lance Leipold and company. But, yeah, so that's now uh, officially official. And we'll see, man. A lot, of, a lot of split opinions on Jake Spavital and what all this is going to look like. This is the weirdest offseason I think we've ever entered for, for yeah. Baylor. Um, because at least in past offseasons, it was like they're building towards something or it's a brand-new coach. But we've never gone into year five of a guy. Um this like the only at least time, I haven't the only, the only guy time, who I was around for five years was Art Browse and yeah. then he got fired. Yeah, the uh, I would I would compare this a little bit to the lat like it's not the same because they hadn't been good in so long. But the last year of Guy Morris was a little bit like like you know he had to he brought in um, they called him the sniper because he used to be a, like a Marine sniper, but he was he brought in this spread offensive coordinator that didn't really it didn't really it didn't really take, you mm-hmm. know, in, in that year. And they, they just didn't have the talent and they, they wound up, you know, not going to bowl game and he got fired. But um, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say this one is a little bit unpressed, especially in the, in the modern era of Baylor of Baylor success, where there's, there's a situation where it's, it's winner go home. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, that's, that's, it's what's going to be. It's going to be very interesting just because it's, it's unfamiliar territory, uncharted territory. And, um, you know, you know that every single game you're basically coaching for your life. And, and that's always the case, so to speak, but not like this. This is literally like they are, this is it for you. And I, I bring them up really because of the Jeff Grimes thing. And now that's official, but 
Also, I did double check, and Kansas will play in Waco next year. So they will see the wide zone of Jeff Grimes up close and personal at McLean Stadium. So that'll be a fun little subplot to that game. But there's plenty of other stories going on right now. Uh, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels um, racking up honors. He's the AP College Football Player of the Year. Uh, That announced earlier today. Second winner for LSU in the past five seasons. He got 35 of 51 First place votes from the AP voters, and uh, he finished ahead of Michael Penix by a pretty good margin. Uh, Penix had 15 first place votes, so 51 first place votes for Jaden Daniels, or excuse me, 35 of 51 for Jaden Daniels. Michael Penix got the other 15. Bo Nix finished third. Marvin Harrison finished fourth. Ollie Gordon, Oklahoma State running back, finished fifth for AP College Football Player of the Year. And, of course, Caleb Williams won that last year. But of those five finals, uh, those five, you know, um, names that I just mentioned for the AP Player of the Year, only Ollie Gordon will not be in New York this weekend for the Heisman Trophy ceremony on Saturday night. And um, there's only been two times in the last 20 years Mm-hmm. that you've had a different Heisman winner than an AP Player of the Year winner. And it sure seems like everything's shaping up for Jaden Daniels to bring home a Heisman to LSU. But I have to say, and this is with no disrespect to him, this is one of the least hot, um, debated, interesting Heisman races maybe ever. Yeah. And it's not because he was so dominant that you're just like, he's got, he's, wow. It's more like... He was pretty good, and everybody else was pretty good, but I guess he was the best of all of them, and so, yeah, he's the Heisman winner. I don't know. There's just not really a, a, a the type of impact that I'm accustomed to with the Heisman Trophy. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, he, he has great stats. He's got great numbers. I he's think it's got because he's wins. not on a great team. Yeah, That's and what he's on a, yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, and, you know, Bo Nix losing to, to Penix twice probably takes him out of oh, it, yeah. you know, for sure, because... Yeah, um, at least some people believe that head-to-head matters. Uh, <laughs> well, twice, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You beat him twice. Yeah. Like, come so, on now. Um, but uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a wide receiver. For whatever reason, no matter how sexy that position has been, it's still hard. I mean, Devontae Smith won it a few years ago. But, yeah. I mean, he, he really – I mean, he it was one of those things where, like, this dude's just – I mean, he affects every game so ridiculously. Right. And Kyle McCord might have hurt Marvin Harrison in that regard as well um, for being just kind of a good quarterback and not a great one. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, this is not, this is not uh, classic like Heisman, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like we've had the last few years. It's a so. far departure from when it was uh, – the national championship set up when you had two guys from Oklahoma, two guys from USC, and they were playing in the national title game, and yeah. that was coming down the pipeline. This is just like all guys on pretty good teams, and there's some playoff guys alive. But, yeah, LSU just not great at 9-3. and three. Um, But you pretty excited that they're going to probably have another Heisman Trophy winner here come Saturday night, Mr. LSU Garrett Ross? I, I am. I mean, I, I'm just kind of torn on it because I, I would love to see Jalen Daniels. I would love to see Jalen Daniels get the Heisman, but – I mean, I kind of think Pinnock should get the nod. I mean, he's I'm got the dubs. Uh, he's got the numbers that are pretty similar. The only – I think it was Dean Stryka or Peter Burns one. I saw like their debate or their reasoning for Jaden Daniels was he was not only the quarterback for LSU, but essentially the running back too because yeah. of everything he did. I just don't know if you took – and this, this is kind of delusional because 
if you took um, Penix and put him with LSU with that poor defense, does he do and get you? Does it, what's the difference in that compared yeah. to what Jaden Daniels does? But that's apples to oranges or whatever. But I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. But I think Michael Penix has the better resume overall. I was watching him on Saturday night. Uh, some of the throws he's got great wide oh, receivers. Yeah. But I was sitting there thinking, like, I don't know that he doesn't deserve the Heisman Trophy, and I don't really understand why he kind of got pushed to the side when he was the favorite there for like a brief moment, and then right. it was all of a sudden it was Bo. Knicks and it was like well didn't he beat Oregon and then yeah then went and beat him again but I'd rather have the national championship than the Heisman Trophy yep. so that's what Michael Penix can go and get but yeah the Heisman ceremony coming up on Saturday and Jaden Daniels winning AP player of the year would just seem to reinforce based on history um, that he will probably be the Heisman Trophy winner uh, on Saturday night meanwhile there is a lot of NFL declarations uh, going on when it comes to the draft and um, there's been a couple here out of the ACC that I've uh, seen today, uh, for one, you had uh, Barrett Carter at Clemson uh, announcing that he will be uh, entering the uh, or Clemson star linebacker, uh, announcing that he will be back with Clemson uh, next year. So that was one of those random, like, hey, somebody's actually returning to school. But elsewhere in the ACC, besides Clemson's junior linebacker deciding he's going to return, Florida State will not get that type of good news when it comes to wide receiver Johnny Wilson, no. uh, who has announced that he will be entering the NFL draft. And... Uh, Obviously, a big-time playmaker for the Knowles. This isn't a huge surprise, um, but he is going to be uh, skipping the Orange Bowl and not playing uh, as uh, he will start to get his draft preparations underway. So is that change next year if that's a playoff game, if the expanded playoff? That's what college football hopes for. That's probably going to be the case for, I would think, most guys that are involved. Um, but Johnny Wilson not playing in the Orange Bowl. So that's also why you can't really look at that game and go, well, if you – uh, the whole um, talk about the conversation of beat Georgia, and that's the declare yeah, four, yourself national champions. Yeah, they're 14-point dogs in that already. So. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah that, yeah. that probably didn't help Johnny Wilson news either, so yeah. Now, um, yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. And part of the 14 points is they're just anticipating Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and Trey Benson and probably Jaheim well, Bell. a score. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, so um, – the, what FSU has to hope for is that Georgia does the same exact thing. The difference is they'll have their starting quarterback and FSU won't. Yes. Uh, of course, I'm told if FSU had their starting quarterback, they wouldn't be playing Georgia. They'd be playing Michigan. But I don't know if I believe that completely either. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyhow. I, I, th- I, I do think that had he stayed healthy, I, do th- I don't think that the committee would have had a choice. I think yeah. they would have had to have put Florida State in. Yeah. I don't think that they – because what's the argument? Yeah. Um, they don't have their what? I mean, they, yeah. they'd have – so, yeah, I don't th- – I think it was just the perfect storm at the perfect time for Alabama, really. Well, it should have been the perfect storm to leave the SEC out. Like, it was. It was. Because, like, it hit all the bingo. But anyway – And that would have been the gutsy thing to do. Yeah. Not what, but anyways, yes, and, let's and, go but, on. But with Johnny Wilson, here's the deal. I'll give you the draft profile on Johnny Wilson. Somebody's going to draft him in the top 100 picks for sure because of his size, his speed for his size. He's not um, – he runs really well for a guy who's six seven, probably what two thirty five or so, uh, and uh, he he's kind of like I'll use a figure skating reference. If he's got to nail a triple lutz, he'll do it. Mm. If he has to just sometimes, you know, turn around, <laughs> you know, s- swing on the the round side of the rink, he won't catch it. It's like a giraffe. He's so long yeah. and limbs, you know. Yeah. So like sometimes if those. 
like, hey, it's it's third and seven. They throw it to him like, oh, a quick little slant. He'll drop that one. But if it's third and seven, there's a defender draped over him. He's getting interfered with. He'll catch <laughs> it with two fingers and, you know. Yeah, crazy length, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he is, uh, you know, he winds up in the right situation. He'll be a pretty good NFL player, um, you know. And then, of course, we're waiting on Keon Coleman to say the same thing. And he, Keon Coleman will be a top 15 to 20 pick. Yeah, well, Johnny Wilson. Jared Verse, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely him. But the Johnny Wilson finishes with 41 catches, 617 yards, and just a couple scores uh, this season uh, for Florida State. Um, but he is now in the NFL draft long, as you mentioned, 6'7", 235 he, he, he pounds. He missed three games this year. Um, also, like, the scores were kind of a surprise to me, but FSU had this really weird thing where they would get a 70-yard play and get knocked out at the three, and then that's where Trey Benson and, and Jordan mm-hmm. Travis kind of come in. So, yeah. Yeah, so he's entering. Uh, he'll be a long, uh, big-time catch target. But as you mentioned, yeah, some of the, the uh, just the simple stuff. You make hard stuff look really simple, make simple stuff look really hard. Is that kind of what you're yeah. getting at there? Yeah. yeah. That's that's Johnny Wilson. Well, he'll be entering the NFL draft. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Clemson getting good news there with Barrett Carter deciding to come back. And those were kind of the, the bigger decisions that I saw today. I know you mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. earlier. Um, who else was it? Caleb Williams has said in the past couple days that he, you know he's going to be a game-time decision. Like, whatever, dude. You're going to the NFL draft. But yeah. you want to make a big announcement or, or whatever you want to do, that's fine. So I, I would expect uh, – a lot more news when it comes to uh, the NFL draft here over the next several weeks. Meanwhile, Colorado's heading to the Big 12 next year, and Dion and crew had the great start to the season that faded off and really just ended up in, um, you know, no bowl game and a lot of questions headed into this offseason, but they did get some good news today as five-star top-ranked offensive lineman Jordan Seaton uh, announced that he is going to be heading to Colorado he chose the Buffaloes over Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Oregon, Ohio State, amongst many others. Said he liked the connection with coaches. He liked that there was a black coaching staff, saw familiar faces, and also, I think, challenged guys and, and other recruits in his message of, like, if you're a dog, like, why would you want to go anywhere else? So, uh, big-time five-star offensive line commit uh, out of Bradenton, Florida's IMG Academy. Uh, so, big-time commit for Dion and Lord knows, if they need five stars, they need them on the offensive line more than anywhere else. And so, that's a pretty good get for prime time and the Colorado Buffaloes as they get ready to enter the Big 12 next year. Yeah, especially with uh, Shadur seemingly coming back. Um, even though I do think that if he if he went, he'd, he'd go before the, the He's going to be 30th. an NFL guy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he went this year, he'd go before about the 35th pick, I would think. I mean, so, he might not be a guaranteed first rounder this year, but... You never know, man. I mean, he's he's going to be an NFL guy. He is. He was not why they were bad. He was not why they, he was about all they had in some cases, along with Travis Hunter. Uh, but I thought I was actually pretty impressed with Shador as far as just his his play goes. I don't know about the watch and the Roly and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I, he got he got his karma for that as the yeah. season went along. But I think he's a great leader and a great player, and I, I enjoyed watching him when he was healthy and actually able to function. Uh, behind that offensive line. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of uh, the NFL, tonight you've got your Amazon Thursday night game for those who want a little bit of football. Patriots at the Steelers. This, at one point in time, and for many, many years, would be an AFC championship game matchup. This would be, you know, winner goes to the Super Bowl, obviously, and and just a big-time regular season game. Not really many times where this wasn't a big game, and now it's just... It's, it's there. Two, it's two backup quarterbacks yep. playing against each other and two of the worst offenses in the league. Um, you know, the, the Steelers fired their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, a few weeks ago. Um, 
a couple weeks ago, uh, finally, uh, because they have just not produced on offense. Mike Mike Tomlin is loyal, and I think that's an endearing quality. Yeah. But but the Steelers are not with some of the offensive talent they have. You know, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, and you know they've got dudes like they're just not getting the ball to them um, and not not running an offense that was effective. And the the Patriots are, and I never thought I would say this about a Bill Belichick coach team, but they are an absolute unholy mess yeah um mac jones isn't working and bill belichick's not working and nothing's really working and so that's a very good chance that they got a new head coach and the number one overall pick but or i guess they wouldn't they'd be they're, the bears they're right second right now they, yeah. they, they have bears, the second or third pick it. yeah the bears will have it because the pan they have the right. panthers pick and the panthers are are the worst but so not caleb williams or um i guess who else is I in think that they're second right now, let me tell you um but so they no, could get drake may you know. Drake May, yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. Drake May or Caleb Williams, so they'll get one of the one of those two guys most likely because yeah, the Patriots are only just They're, two and ten. Yeah. Second second pick in the draft. Okay, right now, so you so. get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Sorry, Mac Jones, but you, you've had your chance, and, and they'll probably have a new head coach as well. Uh, Steelers, meanwhile, actually. Okay, seven and five, not terrible compared to the Patriots at two and ten, but that game's coming up later on tonight. On Amazon Prime, 7.15 Central Time, the start time. And an interesting note uh, on Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. There is a college football game this weekend, as you know. It is Army-Navy. It's got its special spot here uh, in the month of December at the end of the regular season. And uh, that's already a, a fun matchup as it is anyways. But it has also been announced that College Game Day's special guest picker uh, will be one Bill Belichick. So that is going to be the uh, the guest picker as they have this thing uh, there in Foxborough. So it'll uh, be interesting to see him on the game day set uh, for Army and Navy. Uh, you been following game day much this year? Yeah, a lot. I mean, look, I um, I refuse to watch um, the Fox one just because of Urban Meyer. So, okay, you had a protest. I see uh, that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. And look, I, I've watched it a little bit. I think Mark Ingram is actually really good on TV. Um, but... Uh, no, I I watch it. I I know Corso's old. I I, I kind of want to see it for posterity. That's true, he yeah, is very yes. old. Uh, I have been keeping up with it. Um, Theo Vaughn was the guest picker last week. Which uh, if you got if you know if Theo Vaughn is yes. a comedian and podcaster, um, it was very odd. And like I I loved that it. it was very Theo Vaughn, and that was odd. Yeah, and like he's like he has a manner of speaking and making jokes that like was just befuddling to everybody, but McAfee, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But he, he was there. I mean, PFT commenter was, was a guest picker. They've done good in keeping some of the variety while still getting some of the classics. Joel McHale was great. I mm -hmm. think he went like 11 and one in his picks. Um, so they, they've done really well in that. I, I still, I like the show. I, I think it could be obviously a little bit better, but you know, I, I still like it. I keep up with it. Well, they'll be broadcasting live from Foxborough uh, because the game will be there at Gillette Stadium, Army and Navy, and so that just makes all the sense in the world, especially given Belichick's background. All kinds of come together for the perfect storm. So he will be the guest picker uh, this Saturday uh, before Army-Navy, and that game will be at 2 p.m. Uh, on CBS. So uh, you can find Belichick there with the crew. Uh, meanwhile, just uh, one more note, I guess, uh, I want to get to here. We haven't touched on a lot of college basketball. I was, man, y'all see that Texas Marquette game? Oh, Shaka getting his revenge yeah. last night. That was yeah. 
very, very interesting as uh, Marquette and Shaka just destroyed uh, Texas in a battle of top 15 teams. But uh, I'd imagine as we get closer away from the end of the season that we'll get more and more into the hoop side of things. But that was a very interesting result last night. And uh, one final thing, uh, Juan Soto. Heading to the New York Yankees, I always try to sprinkle in a little baseball if there's a big enough name, and I certainly feel like Juan Soto applies here. Uh, but traded from the Padres to the Yanks, seven-player deal, big-time all-star outfielder, now going to be wearing the pinstripes um, and joining the likes of uh, Aaron Judge there in the Yankees outfield. But uh, just wanted your thoughts as a Red Sox fan, a guy who follows the AL East in Major League Baseball, obviously. Uh, what do you think about Juan Soto uh, going to New York? Well, first of all, this sports week can't stop punishing me. <laughs> man, like I'm, It felt like a long like, week, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm waiting for so, like, you to walk out of the studio and like you know somebody to come and just kick me in the, the nuts. brick fall from the second <laughs> like, floor just, or something. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? Like, I don't know. Uh, no, they... Uh, uh, no, it's a trade the Yankees like had to make. They had to do something like this because their offense was woeful in a stadium where it's easy to hit. Um, you know that they oh, hit a lot of home runs in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah, and so now they also picked up Alex Verdugo from the Red yes. Sox, who um, um, Red Sox fans call not Mookie uh, <laughs> because he was a part of that Mookie Betts trade that just keeps getting worse. Like how this is how bad the Mookie Betts trade is. The last guy remaining from that trade, you traded to the bleeping Yankees. Like that's how little it helped you uh, and you traded the best right fielder in football um, you know, or football and baseball for that. He'd probably be the best right fielder in football too, Mookie Betts, but uh, it's a good trade for the Yankees. They're going to have a, I mean, it, it helps their lineup, which, but it's him and judge um, Stanton's not really, he's not healthy all the time. I mean, but if he's healthy, then that's great. Sheesh, yeah. They need to, they need to get more out of some of their other guys. And I don't think that they're done. Um, they clearly can't be. They've, they, you know, uh, but they still have Garrett Cole. You know, the, the Red Sox and Yankees were the la- the you know last and second to last in the division. So they both have to get better. Uh, I'm not optimistic about the Red Sox doing anything. They seem to be, they seem to be in that spot right now where the Rangers always used to be, where they're talking to every free agent, but not going to sign any of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, they're in the mix, but uh, not there at the uh, end of the night. Yeah, well, um, that was a big-time get for the Yankees, uh, getting Juan Soto. So I thought I would make mention of that as well as we try to sprinkle a little baseball as it fits. But uh, there you go. There's a few things off the radar. There you go. This is 365 Sports. Back in a moment. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. 